Welcome, you're listening to the Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman and Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks for joining us as we grow together. Hey friends, it's Kayla and Lydia here from the Cultivate Podcast, and we're ready for another episode for you today. And this one is one that we're really excited about. I feel like we haven't been able to sit down with a guest in so long. Yeah, it has been a long time. Yeah, it was like the end of February when we last sat down with a guest. So it's been a long time, but we have our friend Brooke here on the other line today joining us remotely from from Peru. And we're just so thankful for technology in these times and that she was able to join us for today's episode. Brooke has a really powerful story of how God has led her to live in Peru and of the ministry that she's gotten to be a part of for the last two years that we know will really encourage you and inspire you. So welcome, Brooke. It's great to be here. I'm yes. excited. Thank you for taking the time. It's amazing that we can talk to you all the way from Peru. Yeah. Only yeah. thing better would be as if you were here in person with us right now. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Right. And I know that Kayla has talked to you recently many times, but I haven't really. So it's just so good to hear your voice. And um, just for those of you who are listening, Brooke went to the same college as Kayla and I and actually was one of Kayla's roommates. Yes. Roommates forever. <laughs> yes. I love it. But I haven't talked to you in a while. So welcome. And I'm just so happy that you could join us today. Yeah, me too. I am so excited. This is a dream come true. (laughs) I'm so glad you're our first remote guest. I feel like it's even like a bigger deal because you're in Peru. Like it'd be one thing if just like we were remoting someone in from Peoria because right now we just can't all be together. But like from Peru, this is blowing my mind, Mm -hmm. clearly. Um, so Brooke, to start us off, will you just share a little bit um, with our listeners, people tuning in about who you are, your family, just like kind of what you do, just kind of those basics, like things that make Brooke, Brooke. Yeah. So I am from Iowa and like Lydia said, I went to Olivet and Kayla and I were roommates, um, junior and senior year. Yes. Um, and Kayla always likes to share that the first time we met was sophomore year, I think yes. that. I didn't talk to her. No, (laughs) she didn't. We were all together in uh, one of our other roommates' apartments later down the college Mm -hmm. career. And I had already seen the apartment and I think you had too. And everybody else who was there had it. And so they all went to the back to go check it out. And you and I were the only ones in the living room. And this was like my second day ever at Olivet. And after it was all over, I remember asking my friend, "Does, does Brooke just like not talk very much like she didn't say one word to me and like I don't know anyone so I didn't say anything yep I still remember it yep I do not but I'm glad that you did not give up on me (laughs) no yeah Kayla you're always really great at remembering like specific details and I love that because I look back and I'm like wow she's like my memory keeper hey (laughs) put that in my bio yeah, but I think other maybe important things to know about me, I love coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I'm at in Peru has the best coffee that I've ever had. And I love buying different types of coffee and trying different brews. Um, I love to be outside to go hiking or going to the pool. 
Um, we do a lot here. Um, I'm also extremely introverted. Um, and I love um, just carving out time to be by myself, to journal or to read or to drink a cup of coffee. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a, a little bit about me. So good. Yes. And so, Brooke, um, we would love to just hear a little bit, um, take as much time as you want to share with us this, but we are just so amazed at just the story that God has you on, the journey He has you on. So could you just share with us a little bit about the story um, of the decision that you made to do a long-term mission um, after college? And how did you know it was the right thing for you? And what made you specifically um, feel called to go to Peru? Yeah, so I think to answer that question, I have to jump back to my freshman year of high school. Okay. Um, wow. Kind of when this whole journey kind of started. Um, freshman year was when I went on my first mission trip with my youth group. Um, and that was really, that week was when um, God really placed the desire to do missions on my heart. And as a 14-year-old, I had no idea what that meant. Um, and I had no idea how terrifying it would be to say yes to answer that calling, um, that God would lead me to live in Peru, um, to learn another language, to live cross-culturally. I had no idea about any of that. Um, but he has been so faithful in encouraging me and just gently reminding me that um, missions was really where he was leading me. Um, so kind of fast track to senior year of college. Um, all of my nursing friends were getting or applying for nursing jobs. And the more I thought about it and thought about applying to hospitals back in Iowa or somewhere Peoria. else. <laughs> Peoria. <laughs> Yes, Kayla's always trying to get me to move to Peoria. That will never um, stop. No. <laughs> um, but something about applying for a nursing job in a hospital at that time just really didn't sit right with me. It wasn't something I was excited about. I had loved doing my capstone hours in the ER. I loved just the environment and just everything about the ER, about being in the hospital. But for some reason... I just, I didn't feel right about it. And I can't really explain why, really explain like what I was thinking other than to say that. Um, and I remembered hearing about an organization called GoCor when I was in high school. And I think they visited all of that a couple of times while mm -hmm. I was there too. Yeah, I remember them um, at the cultural fair thing. Okay. Yeah, I think they came to my Spanish class mm. a couple of times. Um but they are an organization that partners with about 15 other missions um, to find placements for new college graduates to serve overseas um, using their degree for two years. And I was like, well, two years, I can do anything for two years. If I don't like it, I can come home. Um, so I decided to look on their website and I knew if I went that I would do something related to the medical fields and also somewhere in Latin America because um, I had studied Spanish and um, had also studied abroad in Ecuador. And I loved um, the Latin culture. I loved the language, just everything about it. And I feel like God had really um, given me a love for that culture and that language um, for a reason. And that maybe that's missions was part of that um, and there was a position open in Peru. 
and I'd always wanted to go to Peru. So I applied and um, learned more about the ministry here, um, talked to the team leaders here. Um, and just everything about it seemed um, perfect. Like it would fit um, so many of my gifts and um, just desires that God had placed on my heart um, over the years. Um, and it absolutely terrified me, the idea of moving overseas, of having to learn how to communicate and express myself in another language, um, to learn how to do ministry in another language and in another culture. Um, I just really didn't feel like I was good enough. I felt like God was calling the wrong person, that I could never do what he was asking me to do. But in all of those fears and all of those what-if scenarios that were running through my mind, there's also just this very calming sense of peace. Um, And I think that was when I really knew. The more I prayed about it, the more peace I felt about making that decision. Um, That's when I really knew that God was calling me to come to Peru. Mm. Yeah, it just seems like God was really working in every single step. I mean, just to even place... um, you know, those people at Olivet that came mm-hmm. and that presented that opportunity and then just mm-hmm. every single step and then just that peace that he gave you. There's nothing nothing like the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. You know, we've heard that a million times, but it's mm-hmm. like when you experience that, you're like, okay, God, like I'm ready to go. Like you've given me peace about this. And it's just so cool to see how every single step he was there. Yeah, even just hearing you, retell that story that when you were looking at the possibility of doing that your senior year, you know, when you're talking about starting to look for jobs and seeing other people, just the faith and courage to say the statement, I can do anything for two Mm -hmm. years. I say that and I'm like, two years, (laughs) holy cow. (laughs) So I just think even looking back, hearing you say that, that there was just, um, it just was the right thing all along. You can just see the faithfulness and the hand of God in that of just leading you mm-hmm. um, to Peru. So that's just so, so encouraging and so cool to reflect on. So Brooke, now you have been in Peru for almost two years, right? Am I right on that? Like two and a half. Two and a half, I over think, two oh, years. Wow. That's right. You're in your yes. third year. Shoot, yep. I should know these things. <laughs> Slacking. Um, so over two years. Uh, I knew it didn't sound right when I said it out loud. Um, can you share a story or an example of just how God has met you in Peru now that you've been doing ministry there for the last couple of years? Yeah, um, I think time that I like most vividly remember um, was first getting here. Um, the first couple months, um, I first got here and we were doing a couple months of ministry and we hit rainy season here, um, which means ministry becomes a lot more difficult because we can't um, travel to the communities that we are working with because of all of the rain. Um, so we were here um, in the city that we live in um, and I didn't have a lot to do at that time because I didn't really know the ministry that well. I was just kind of getting acclimated to the culture and the language um, and I just really felt this deep sense of, of really just loneliness of wondering if I made the right decision. And um, those couple months um, being here were just really, really difficult emotionally and spiritually. But I just remember um, just feeling the presence of God in my life 
um, just more tangibly than I had ever felt it before, um, that he was just with me every step of the way and cared so, so deeply about, um, about my loneliness, about my grief, about what I had given up to come here. Just in all those moments, he, he met me in such a tangible way. Um, and I'm so, so thankful for that. Yeah, I think that's something a lot of people can relate to where they've stepped out and made a decision and just the questions come and um, just God's faithfulness. He will always meet us there. And um, I know our pastor talks a lot about we have the grace for the moments that we're in. We can't look Mm -hmm. ahead and know how it's going to all work out. But once we get there and we're in those moments, um, God provides the grace and peace and love and understanding that we need for that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, Kayla. I knew he had been so faithful in getting me to Peru and all of the support raising and my travel here was not, did not go as planned. Oh, I remember that. that. It took me what was supposed to take about 18 hours to get from Chicago to where we live in the jungle. It took me about 50 some hours. Yes, Nothing went as planned, but in all of that, all I could in those moments of loneliness in those first couple of months that were so hard, um, all I could think about was just the way that God had been so, so faithful mm. over the previous months and getting me to where I was and that he would continue to be that the whole time I was here. Yeah. Do you feel like in that first year or even over the past few years, have there been any like specific moments that you can think of where you're like, wow, like this is why I'm here? Um, I know that that was a really special moment, you know, where the Lord met you. But mm-hmm. had there been any other cool, you know, God moments throughout your time? I'm sure every day there's different, you know, people that you encounter or conversations that you have. But are there any other God moments that you'd like to share? I feel like they're just so, there's so many just small moments in yeah. just conversations that we have with people. Um, we do a lot of teaching at the high schools and the communities that we're working with and we're, um, free to share the gospel in the classroom right now. Um, and I feel like our team has just seen God continue to open doors for us to work, um, and to do this ministry and just in conversations and people beginning to ask questions about Mm -hmm. why we believe what we believe, asking questions about, um, beliefs that they have that are very animistic in their nature and just seeing God really begin to transform hearts. Um, it's just those tiny moments, just glimpses mm. of what God is doing here that really motivates us and um, yeah. keeps us going. Yeah, it's neat too, just to think about, you know, you're sowing those seeds and you never know how mm-hmm. God's going to use those seeds that are planted you know, later on in their lives, or if they even look back and Mm -hmm. say, wow, Brooke was such an encourager. And she, you know, one day they'll understand that that's the love of Christ that you're showing them. But that is just Mm -hmm. so awesome. Brooke, do you feel like um, there's anything that you know about God now that you didn't know before this experience? What do you know about him now that that maybe before this you didn't know? Um, In thinking about this question, I'm not sure that there's something that I didn't know about God before I came that I know now, but I think mm-hmm. so many things that I learned in Sunday school or growing up in the church um, that have just really been solidified and just brought to life in, an, in a whole new way. Um, and I think one of those is just 
how big and how powerful God really is. And yeah. so much bigger and more powerful than, than we'll ever be able to comprehend. And that same God who's sovereign and who sits on the throne, reigning in victory, who can throw mountains into the sea, cares so, so deeply for the most intimate parts of our heart. And he sees us um, in all of our fears and all of our brokenness. And he calls us to be a part of his redemption plan here on earth. And I just think that is so, so beautiful. Um, Just that this God who sees us in our brokenness also desires to use us and to use our brokenness um, for his glory. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. It just reminds me of the, I mean, I hear you talk about that and the work that you're doing in Peru and how God is using you and your team to minister um, to broken people and to bring that hope and to show the um, power and sovereignty that God has. And then I think about that, Mm -hmm. like we get to do the same thing right here, like here in Peoria in our homes, we're getting to get to do the same thing through the power of the church and just how big the church is, is just incredible to see Mm -hmm. and, and begin to understand more and more as we just have more experience and just hear from other people and different perspectives and different stories. It just opens our eyes so much more to how God um, it's just working through it all. So maybe someone listening, if you're like me, you're listening to something like, wow, that's powerful. That's incredible. Maybe you've gone on a mission trip before. Maybe you've done short-term, long-term missions, but you're listening. You're like, well, what now? What do I do with what I've learned with what, um, how does the story impact me? Um, Maybe there's a good chance that you're listening and you're, you know someone connected to the mission field. Brooke, can you just share with our listeners um, some ways that people can just be supporting those who are global in global missions and who maybe without physically going somewhere, how they can still be in support of those who are traveling in a way? Yeah, I think um, probably the easiest and also the most important way that you can support those who are on the mission field is um, through prayer. Um, None of this, nothing that we do is possible um, without prayer. Um, And um, most people working overseas send out newsletters um, at least a couple times a year. Um, So if you get connected with them and get on their newsletter list, they normally have um, prayer requests in those. Um, And if they aren't sending out newsletters, just contact them and ask them how you can be praying for them. Because that is such an encouragement um, to know that people um, back home and around the world are praying for your ministry and for the people um, in your area. And uh, I think another way is just through reaching out with words of encouragement. Um, Because living overseas is not always easy. Um, and living in a culture that's not your own and communicating in a language that's not your own. Um, they're raising a family in the midst of all of that. It's incredibly taxing. Um, and I can't tell you how often I get a text or a Facebook message or an email from someone back home, um, just with a verse or just something that God has laid on their heart that meets me exactly where I am on that day. Mm-hmm. Just really... Um, encourages and affirms that I am where I need to be. Um, so don't hesitate to reach out with with encouragement. And if God lays a missionary on your heart, um, just reach out and tell them that you're thinking about them and praying for them. And I think 
Um, a third thing is also um, through giving financially, whether it's to an individual or to an organization or to nationals who are planting churches in their countries, um, finances and resources are always needed. So that is something that God lays on your heart too, that would definitely be an answer to someone's prayer somewhere in the world. Yeah, those are great ideas. And I feel like just so practical and some of them so simple. You know, I was even thinking Mm -hmm. about just the words of encouragement or I've even realized it's so powerful to even type out a prayer to someone, you know, and Mm -hmm. just press send, you know, for people who are around the world and who are, you know, ministering to others, but also just people in our lives, especially in this season. Mm -hmm. You know, I think loneliness is a struggle for a lot of people right now in the way Um, the state that our world is at this time. And so I just, I love that you mentioned that because I feel like that's so practical and something that that anybody can practice is, you know, when God is putting a word of encouragement on your heart for someone or when you're praying for them, let them know that you're praying for them. I just think that can be really powerful. So Mm -hmm. I love that. And Brooke, just before we go today, I wanted to take a couple minutes because Kayla had sent to me your um, blog, which we'll give everyone the information for at the end. But I was just really encouraged by something that you wrote recently on your blog. um, Just that I feel like went so well in this um, season that our country is in, that our world is in, even in Peru Um, you are experiencing this pandemic. And I was just so encouraged by it. And I really felt like listeners can be encouraged by it too. So one of the phrases or the couple lines that you said towards the end was, may we never forget that it's often in the wilderness that God molds us and strengthens us, revealing our flaws and idols and sin with a new light and offering to walk hand in hand with us to the other side, drawing us into a deeper dependence and love than we ever knew existed. But we must be willing to take his hand and begin the journey to healing. And I just feel like many of us may feel like we are kind of in this wilderness season right now. Like you mentioned in your most recent blog post, I just feel like was such a real and true look at the loss in this season, the grief, but also the gains and what God is doing. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like it was very relatable for people nowadays, just who are experiencing these things around the world. So Brooke, what inspired you to write that post? And is there a truth that you believe people really need to hear right now um, as they're walking through their own wilderness? Yeah, I um, wrote that post after um, our mission did and interacted with missionaries um, around the world just about experiencing loss and grief during this season. Um, And I just found it to be really helpful just to remember the different stages of grieving because we've all lost something right now, whether it's we've lost a job or we've lost retirement money or we've lost... um, our sense of identity, a sense of normalcy could be really anything right now, but we've all experienced loss. And that means um, that we're grieving. Um, And it's an incredibly difficult time for, I mean, entire families to be grieving together, entire countries to be grieving and experiencing loss at the same time. Um, But I think 
taking time to think each day kind of about where we are in the grieving process and how that can be affecting um, our words and our actions towards others and learning to extend grace to ourselves when we're more tired than normal Mm -hmm. or can't focus as well or whatever it may be and extending grace to others too who might not be acting quite like themselves right now and not just counting naming what we've lost but also um, naming all that we've gained during this season too I think that is incredibly important right now Um, just to really name what we've learned about ourselves what we've learned about family, what we've learned about God during this time, these skills that we've learned, whatever it is we have, there's a lot to be gained during this season. Um, I think it's important that we recognize that and really pay attention to that. Yeah. I love how you mentioned too in the blog post, I just thought about this, just the the application for people who are reading to, you know, journal about this time, to write down these things. I thought that was really powerful too. Can you share with us just a little bit about that kind of part that you were sharing about in the post? Yeah. So I, I love journaling. It helps me process what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. And I think actually writing down what we've lost can really help us kind of be aware of the effect that it is having on us. Um, And then also writing down what we've gained so that we can see it. Um, There's just something about actually forming the letters and writing it down that helps it really solidify in our minds and in our hearts and can help us um, turn our focus away from the losses and onto the gains and to really help us just process everything that we're going through. Yeah, I think it would also allow me as I just think about how, you know, I can even apply that. I feel like that really spoke to me because, you know, when you do write it down, when you do see all that God is doing as well, it just totally Mm -hmm. shifts your focus to the good in this season as well. But then also acknowledging at the same time how you're feeling and taking that to God and asking, you mm-hmm. know, God, what can I praise you for today as well, even in this pain and this trial? So thank you for writing that post. I just was so encouraged by it. And I hope that many of you who are listening today will um, take the time to go onto her blog and to read more about it because it's just amazing what, what God is downloading to you. And I know it's just encouraging so many. Brooke, thank you so much for sharing with us today, sharing with our listeners, for making time for this conversation, for being our guinea pig and testing our remote (laughs) uh, podcasting for the very first time. I know uh, as your friend, this is a little bit out of your comfort zone and not something that you do all the time. And so I just appreciate your willingness um, so much to just allow your story to encourage others and just share what you've learned and experienced over the last couple of years as your friend. I hope you know that I am proud of you and I am proud of the work you're doing and just believe in the work that you're doing. So if no one has told you today, uh, you are amazing. You are doing things <laughs> that matter and lives are being changed um, by your obedience and doing what God has called you to do since freshman year of high school. That is just incredible um, to hear you reflect and tell that story. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, for those words. And it's been, it's been fun. (laughs) 
I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, a little note to our listeners. If you do want to follow along more with Brooke's story or go back and see some of those posts or um, the one specifically that we talked about today, you can follow her blog at mountainsandvalleys.com blog. So that's mountainsandvalleys.blog. And we'll make sure to post that to our social media as this episode comes out so you can get to that. Um, So you can follow along there and post updates and see how God is working through her ministry in Peru. So thank you again for listening with us today. And we'll catch you next time here on the Cultivate Podcast. 